0: This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes this down one by mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett. does it again oh, from downtown. He is just, just tearing the Orioles apart. Oh, oh, it's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he tries the game. He's a duck under. Got it. The right left. Up the slam the other way for Aaron Judge. three. creates. And show us some dexterity as well with the left hand.
1: Yankees win
0: the Yankees win. Well, here we are. Here we are again. The New York Knicks cannot get it done. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, RJ Carbone. And this is episode 298 of the podcast. Welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Sunday night, as I record, January 2nd, 2022. Hope your New Year's is off to a good start and whatever resolution or resolutions you had are still going. (laughs) You know, I always, I like this time of year, but I kind of brought it up last episode too. It's, it's, you get two things. You get the, you know, the, the motivational posts on social media. If you're on social media around this time of year, you get two things. You get those motivational posts and you get the dad joke memes, right? You get the, I'll see you next year. (laughs) And then you get the, uh, the, the the individuals who post those motivational quotes and, and how this year is gonna be the year, and that's that's like all that shit makes me want to make my resolution getting the hell off of social media. So that's what I'm gonna work on. Maybe, maybe that'll be mine. <laughs> but i um, hope everybody's doing well. Yeah, it's it is uh, same old shit with the Knicks. So, it was a Sunday matinee today. Um, you know, if you're a Giants fan, you didn't exactly enjoy your day uh, in the sports world. Because, you know, before the Nick game, you watched them get pounded into the ground once again. And, you know, with the way the Giants game began, it was just a great indicator of what was to come. Um, it, it was all a mess. So, They suck the Knicks continue to suck um and you know we're gonna talk about the Knicks but yeah hope everybody's doing well this is episode 298 of BD4 if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast be sure to do that you can listen to this podcast on many different platforms you know we're on Apple podcasts um as well as Apple Podcasts, you can listen to us on Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and many other listening platforms. You can also watch the video version of this podcast up on YouTube. So go there and subscribe to us on YouTube. And, uh, yeah. You can also follow me. I am on social media, as I just spoke about, um, if you want me on Instagram, that is the handle at Rob J. Carbone. And if you want to follow me on Facebook, I am at R.J. Carbone. Alright, those are my two sports pages for this show. Um, I was watching Yellowstone. The finale was earlier tonight. It ended about an hour ago. And... The season ended about an hour ago. Yeah, I just said finale, didn't I? Good God, I can't talk tonight. I, I can't think tonight. Um, But it was, you know... I guess I couldn't expect a ton from the finale with the way the season went. You know, it was a very slow-paced season. And in my opinion, not a lot went on. You know, for Yellowstone Season 3, or Season 4, yeah. I was a little disappointed with everything, man. It just felt like a, little, a lot of subplots that didn't really have resolutions to them, and just weren't in. It was weird. It seems like the the writers were too focused on, you know, the the two sideshows, the the prequel show, which is actually very good, eighteen eighty three, and I believe the uh the four sixes show is coming out sometime. Maybe this year I don't know, but they're working on that one too. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's it. Let, let let's let's get into this. Let's not waste time. I don't want to go further time because you know it's fucking Sunday and and um I'm trying to knock this out. And I really don't want to discuss the, the boring Knicks right now. So let's breeze through this one, and um, I'll give you my thoughts on the game. Break some things down, and when we get back from our first break here in a second. We'll get right started. All right. So, guys, once again, if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, be sure to do that right now. Again, listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, our sponsor, Anchor, um, Stitcher, many other listening platforms. And you can watch the video version of this podcast up on YouTube, social media, RJ Carbone on Facebook, and at Carbone on Instagram. Let's head to break. Be right back. Hey guys, so I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch the podcast on YouTube are actually subscribed. So make sure the next time you go to BD4 on YouTube, if you feel like subscribing, do it. This way it'll help the channel grow, reach out to more audiences, more Knicks fans out there, more Yankees fans out there, MMA fans, sports fans in general. Just whenever you watch BD4 on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to help us grow. So, see if I can pull it up here on the screen. All right. So, the Knicks in Toronto. No crowd in this one either. No crowd at all for this game. Uh, They lose their second straight loss in empty Toronto. And, um,. Yeah, I hate games with no crowd, man. And I hope you know, the rest of the NBA doesn't end up going back to this. And I hope that we don't go into some bubble again because that whole thing was fake. It was fake basketball. It's not sports without the fans. And Breen and Zerbiak were saying it, how the fans make such an impact. Um, but you know, it's going to have to be the situation at least when, um, at least for the Toronto Raptors right now. Um It was a crowdless game, man. And there was no energy. Um, And it seemed like it was the same issues for the Knicks tonight or earlier today. Rather, missing wide-open shots. You know, missing open shots, again, despite decent ball movement. Uh, They also had 18 turnovers. And Toronto scored 27 points off of the Knicks' 18 turnovers. So, there you have it. That's a big recipe for disaster right there. You know, it's a bad matchup for the Knicks. Toronto is, you know, the Raptors have a lot of size, um, lengthwise. You know, they have a lot of wings with length. They do. Um, and just the way they scheme the Knicks, they mixed in the zone with man-to-man. And that often, you know, how often do we see defenses do that? And that hurts our offensive rhythm. You know, it forced a lot of turnovers for us, and it got them in transition play. So... That hurt us, um, and then offensively, just also in the half court, we it, it's we don't run anything. There's no playbook, man. There's no offensive scheme to run. Thibodeau doesn't do the screen and roll enough. He just it seemed like usually we talk about this all the time, but it seemed like especially today with with no legitimate point guard out there once again. What the hell kind of offense was Thibodeau running out there? You know, Emmanuel quickly was god-awful. It was just free-for-all, learn-as-you-go BS. That's what it was. I... I, There was no game plan. There was no game plan. I, I can't describe how awful that was to watch. I don't know how they even scored 105 points. Um, And then defensively, there was also not much rim protection today. You know, we were without Mitchell Robinson. He's now the newest Nick to go on the COVID protocol list. Um, Still without Jericho Sims, who remains on that list. Um, No Nerlens Noel, and he's also on the COVID list. But man, with Nerlens, you want to talk about, you know, the Fournier contract and all that. His contract's off to a bad start, too. This guy's never on the, he's not on the floor this year. And when he is, he's banged up and he's not been the same. Um, I've never been a fan of Nerlens. I didn't love the contract extension he got. Um he got exposed big time in the playoffs last year. I yeah but but, but that's that's a different subject about Nerlens. Um but yeah, missing open shots, um turning it over against that zone defense and just lacking any kind of cohesion offensively, no rim protection on the other end. And um giving up threes Van Vliet killed us. Uh, there there wasn't many good things to happen today. There really weren't many good things out of this one. Um, I guess you could say, you know, without Julius Randle, Obi Toppin played pretty well in his spot. Um, you know, Obi Toppin scored 19 points. He had six assists, which was nice to see. Uh, six rebounds, two steals, one block. Um, getting to the free throw line some. So, you know, it was good. He saw the floor well. Um, I thought at times Obi was sort of overpassing a little bit. But, um, you know, he wasn't ag- aggressive at times. But th- there was a lot of half-court play with him today. There wasn't a lot of running in transition today for the Knicks. Um, a lot of possessions, Obi got the ball in the post, in the mid-post. And he had to do his work from there in the lanes. <clears throat> Excuse me. But overall, you know... Could have been a little more aggressive with the ball in his hands, um, and not just passing it off right away. Um, could have attacked Gloss a little more. There were some moments I thought he could have got some more rebounds in, but I didn't hate the effort. I thought he was one of the, this you know the the, few positives, um, this afternoon against the Raptors. And everybody else, like, I wasn't too impressed with um, R.J. Barrett really didn't like his performance. Now he scored 19 bullshit points. Um you know, once again he had the ball and had some more on-ball opportunities without Julius in there. But I really did not like his game today. Um he had four turnovers. He was a minus 18 in the box score and to me that was telling to me that wasn't just one of those box scores where Plus minuses where you, you you know you say well he played with so and so who also played really bad. This one was kind of telling to me because you watch R.J. Barrett. If you watch back this game, his energy was was horrendous. Um, I really didn't like his energy. I thought he lacked it. <laughs> I did. I, I thought the defense was lackadaisical. Um, he had you know a defensive lapse. Earlier or was it a little later in the game, maybe, where you know there's a miscommunication on a fast break layup or dunk, and he turns to Obi, bitches at him and points his fingers right at him, throws it on him on under the bus, and I thought as the guy who's supposed to step in and be the leader for the day without Julius, you you got to be taking responsibility, you know you got to take responsibility for your assignment, and if that's not your assignment. You don't go and throw your teammates under the bus there. Um, you know, Tibbs gave it to him. There was a possession in the first half. He gave it to him and he ripped him right before a timeout. And then RJ did the right thing. He came out and responded for a bit. But later on this game, the fourth quarter comes and RJ Barrett was benched with like 10 minutes in something, something left because he had a careless turnover. Where he completely didn't even care. You could he did. He was just a lazy pass. It looked like he was just trying to get this game over with. And Tibbs didn't like it. He calls a timeout, and he pulls RJ. He didn't see the floor again. So he had a horrible game, and I didn't even think he played good defense, like I just said. And he's not even listen. The, the 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 whole Knicks fans blow a lot of things out of proportion, good and bad. Uh, but one of the things I just don't understand is, is we act like R.J. Barrett is already this first-team all-defender, right? We talk about how he you know he wants to be one, and, and we think he's a good defender, and you know, we think maybe he can be that one day. But I don't agree with that. But even if you're going to play along, that like he can be there someday, I'll play along with that for now. He's not that right now. He is not even that good of a defender at this moment. The man has—he can't leap— he can't keep up with those quicker guards. He's got zero athleticism. Let's be real. He's slow out there. He is just an okay, so-so defender right now, both on the ball and as a help defender, which he's not very good at. Enough with the first team crap. I don't get that, how we're jumping on him as this, we're, we're labeling him to be this all-world defender already. because I think it's because we want him to be that so bad. And he was supposed to play that role this year, losing Reggie Bullock, Alfred Payton, and, and, and uh, Frank Nielakina. But, yeah, he's not that yet, guys. You know, he's actually taken a step back, in my opinion, as a defensive player this year. I'm just... Listen, I, I, I've i kind of fallen off the RJ wagon. Um, I, I did once the playoffs hit. I've always been a fan of him. But I've always been, you know, I've been coming less and less high on him as the season has really gone on. You know, once the playoffs hit last year, I kind of really started to see it because teams were running him off the three-point line and making him do things. And to me, this always goes back to what I've been saying for a while about NBA guards and and great NBA wings. It's that, you know, if you're an NBA guard or a wing, I always say you need to be great in at least one of three areas. And those three areas are dribbling, you need to be great as a shooter, or you need to be very athletic. And if you're neither of those three, if you're neither great at dribbling, shooting, or you're not a great athlete, you really can't be a great NBA guard or wing. And R.J. Barrett is not great in either of those three categories. So that really stands out to me. You're an NBA guard. You need to do, you need to excel. Not just be decent at, solid at, you know, you need to excel in one of those three categories. And he does not. So I'm not, I'm not I just think R.J. Barrett, his career, he just seems like he's going to be a good NBA role player. He's definitely not going to be the superstar who Knicks fans, you know, probably 18 and under were hyping him up to be. Um, but you know what? At one point, for a while last year, I was calling this guy a future all-star player. I don't think he's going to be an all-star ever. Um, maybe you know, maybe he could sneak in there once or twice. I don't even think so, but I just, I just don't see it anymore. I just don't see that in R.J. Barrett. He's not going to live up to number three pick hype. No. I think he's a decent NBA role player. And if he ends up to be more than that, then so be. I'm wrong. <laughs> but the way I see it right now, I don't think R.J. Barrett is all that. I'm sorry. Um, You know who was also benched today? Uh, Deuce McBride. You know, four minutes and something seconds into the first quarter. You know, he gets a bad turnover. And he's yanked. He ends up playing just 15 minutes overall. But okay, great. So, 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 the thing, you know, mentioning the RJ thing, was great. You like to see this stuff, Um even though I disagree with the McBride thing. It goes back to accountability. But this is what I'm saying. About why does Tibbs never ever do this stuff with guys like Julius Randall, right? You'll see him rip into R.J. You'll see him bench McBride after a, a turnover, or he'll do this stuff to Obi Toppin often. But when Julius Randle goes out and dribbles into countless double teams, or you know isolates on the elbow while everybody else stands there jerking around, or when he doesn't get back on the break on defense, or when he decides to skip a rotation, when he doesn't box out, when he doesn't crash hard in the glass, when he does all these things. He could still play 30, 35, sometimes 40 minutes in a game. But the moment Miles McBride has a, you know, a poor turnover early in the game, no, you got to sit. I don't understand that. And you listen to the post-game, Tom Thibodeau's telling the media, oh, I wanted some more offense in there. Well, Emmanuel quickly didn't exactly bring you offense. He shot like shit. He didn't do a great job as a point guard. So he didn't bring offense. And it wasn't like Quickly was that great defensively to stay in the game. He got caught on a bunch of screens today. A bunch of ball screens when he was trying to play defense on Van Vliet. Who, by the way, scored 35 points and made 7 triples on us. On 60-something percent shooting overall. And Alec Burks... He also didn't really provide much offense outside of a small spurt. So what are we exactly saying here if we're Tom Thibodeau in the press conference talking about I wanted more offense and McBride is out here struggling to get more than fifty minutes? I'm just I I'm just kind of over it right now, man. I'm over. I am no longer seeing that old school no BS mentality that I was at least hoping to see in Tom Thibodeau. It's very unfortunate in in these issues, right? The accountability, uh, the rotation, even there were problems last year, too, but at least they were masked and we didn't get, you know, we didn't need to talk about them because the Knicks were giving their all and they were winning, you know, and, and you give credit to Thibodeau for that because he really did press into them and get them to buy in defensively. But this year, the players and it seems like Thibodeau aren't exactly doing their jobs it's just it just doesn't seem like the same vibe and that's that's on the players and that's on the coach you know a lot of people are starting to question now is Tom Thibodeau the right guy for this team this season it seems like it's going to be I'll give him this season I'll give him the down year this year whatever happens okay you try and bounce back but if next year it's the same thing i think you got to have a trigger i don't know anymore man i don't know to be honest with you I like Tibbs, right? You all know this. I like him, um, but I am—I'm you know, not yet advocating for another head coach, because Lord, that you know, knows that'd be number nine since 2010. <laughs> That's almost averaging a new coach a year, um, almost. But I'm also no longer making excuses for the guy. I'm done with that. Alright, because when you like somebody, yeah, you, you know, you, you're gonna try and, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt more times than not. But I'm not doing that anymore with Tom Thibodeau, man. No, no. I, I, I'm I'm done with it, man. I'm done with a lot of things right now. You know, I'm just over it. Um <laughs> We'll be right back. When we get back from break, we'll talk about some more things. Alright. So, BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcast, But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. All right, so... (laughs) Evan Fournier uh, actually led the team with 20 points tonight. It was a fake 20 points. Um, First of all, those points never really came when it mattered. Okay. And, you know, his defense, (laughs) it just continues to suck. How many times do I have to sit here and watch him? Oh, my God, just just be brutal defensively. You would have thought that would have been one of the things he improved on with, with Thibodeau as the coach, but no. Um, and offensively, it's the same crap with him too. He's way too inconsistent and he did score 20 points, but I said, like I said, it's, it just didn't really come at a productive time. Uh, he, he needs to stop dribbling so much and just, we really have to start limiting him, limiting him to, to just catch and shoot scenarios. I think that's where he's best. The guy was a beast, it felt like, with everybody else. And he comes here, and he's having one of his worst career seasons. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Taj Gibson had to play 30 minutes tonight because, you know, or today, because of the lack of rim protection. Um, I thought he was okay. You know, he was whatever when he was out there. Seven rebounds, two assists, one for one on threes. He actually hit a three again. He's been shooting him a lot more lately. Um, Defensively, he was all right. Overhelped a little too much on the pick and roll. Other than that, I thought Taj was all right. Grimes had 13 points today. He was four for seven from three. Um, I'm sorry, four for seven from the field. And he hit a couple of more threes today. Actually thought he could have played a little more. Uh, He got just 22 minutes. And as one of the guys on the Knicks who, you know, one of the few efficient scorers today, you know, felt like huh, maybe Grimes should have got a little more time. Um, I thought Grimes looked good. His help defense today was good. He had four steals. He made a couple of tough switches onto Scotty Barnes, who held his own on him. Um, he did a nice job cutting off the lane with his body, using his size. So I thought I thought Grimes was pretty good. Um, Kevin Knox got some minutes today. <laughs> you know, speaking of, um, pretty good. Knox was not pretty good. Uh, He he played 18 minutes, scored seven points, two for four field goals, one of three from three. But it's the same shit if you watch this guy. Um, You know, he's playing pretty pathetic. He's just, he's just, he's Kevin Knox. At this point, what do you got to say? Is he in his fifth year now? It's the same thing. You know, missed assignments on defense. Um, The effort just bugs me every time because this is a guy who is playing to stay in the NBA. He's you know I mean you, you're you should be playing to stay in this league right now, right? He's play, the way he's playing it seems like he's locked up under some big contract extension. No. No. I mean if you keep playing like this you're going to be a Shanghai shark by tomorrow. He's getting limited opportunities and he's not producing. And he's not. It's it's the effort, right? It's it's the missed assignments, it's the missed rebounds. It's it's like it's a balloon up there when he's going for a rebound. Sometimes he just taps it. He's not boxing out to get them either. He's he's not getting out on the perimeter quick enough to contest on his closeouts. Um, and he's not really providing much offense, you know. But occasional shooting, and he refuses to put the ball on the floor and attack the rim. It's the same garbage, you know. I remember when they were first drafting Knox, I was like, Oh, Kevin Durant mold. Then I started going, I made more of a Paul George. Then I was going, you know, maybe more of a Tobias Harris. And then I was, you know, I relegated all the way down to, oh, maybe he can be a Steve Novak type for us. Now, now this guy, you know, I don't even know, you know, we're, we're headed towards, towards, towards friggin' Ron Baker category. Um, or you can make a case that Ron Baker made more of an impact than this guy did. Shit. Um, but yeah, you know, this is a guy who's who's not going to be a Nick too much longer. He's probably just going to play out the rest of his contract, just like Frank did, and they'll part ways. You're going to hear a lot of trade talk, but nobody wants him. Um, he's not going anywhere via trade. <laughs> he's just going to have to play out the rest of his deal. Um, that, that's just it, man. That's it. This team just is not it. It's 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 all you know. It's all it is. This team doesn't seem to have the the, um, the roster. Um, they're not really getting a great. Coaching this year, uh, it's it's not it. It's unfortunate, you know, and it's hard because you look at all these other teams. All these other teams, man, have got these rookies, these sophomores just going off, right? You have Scotty Barnes on the Raptors, who we just talked about. Um, you have guys like uh, what's that kid in Orlando? Franz Wagner, um, Detroit. Cade Cunningham, you know Tyrese Halliburton. Um, but see in Sacramento, I mean he's on fire right now. Lamelo Ball, it's such a pain. You know, and here are the Knicks with a bunch of average role players left and right. You know they've got old veterans who you know are, whatever at this point in their career, and then the young players they've got are average role players. You know Emmanuel quickly. He's not it for me. He's too inconsistent. What he is right now is what he's probably going to be. the Majority of his career, and a little bit better. But I don't ever think he's going to be the starting point guard that Knicks fans once again overhyped the hell out of him. You know, I don't think he's a starting point guard in the future. I think he's exactly what he is, but a little bit better in the future. Um, R. J. Barrett, we we spoke enough on that. Deuce and and Grimes, it's up in air. We have to see. Um, But, again, these are all guys. Mitch, Knox. (laughs) I don't think any of these guys you're going to look at in a few years and go, oh, they're going to be star players in this league. Right? Let's be real. Let's be 100% honest. Of IQ, RJ, McBride, Grimes, Robinson, Knox, and am I missing anybody else, Toppin, do you look at any of them and and, and say, that's going to be the superstar that takes us. That's going to be this perennial all-star even. I don't you know, then you got the vets, like I said, you know, Taj is Taj, he's not going to give you much, he's going to help out, Um, Derek Rose is old, can't stay on the floor, he's very good when he's on the floor, but, you know, he's out eight weeks right now with the ankle, Kemba, his knees are completely burnt, Um, he's garbage water when he plays anyway, Uh, Fournier, it looks like he's the second coming of of Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract, Uh, Randall, you know, he's forced to be our number one option the way we play with him is garbage the way we play without him we clearly need his scoring but the 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 problem is you know which randall are we going to get are we going to get the randall that we need or the randall that you know has shown up most nights this season um it, it's not a great roster construct um and I hate to blame the front office because they you know making the playoffs last year may have kind of distorted our vision and gave us this thought that this team has, you know, a better shot than we thought, you know, kind of forced them into making these decisions with Kemba, with Fournier, with Randall, the extension, Noel's extension, uh, even the Rose contract, which was very pricey. You know what I mean? When when maybe we should have kept our eyes on the long-term goal here, you know, was making the playoffs really good for us long-term. Didn't mess up the vision. Um, you look at these other teams who are going for it, and we we also missed out. Even the signings we did, these win now signings we made, we did miss out on a lot of other things. You know, Lonzo Ball, uh, the, the, you know, the Bulls are killing it with Lonzo, Levine. They went out and got Vooch. They made trades. They pulled the trigger, and they risked it all for a very good team in the East to be a very good team. They have a shot. They've got young talent, so even if it doesn't work out this year, they have a lot of young talent on that team. I think their their GM did a wonderful job. Um, And thirty five points for Van Vliet. You know, everybody didn't want his contract. Well, he's playing pretty well for them. Thirty five points, and he always kills us. And he's a good point guard that we would have. I would. I would have liked to have him. I would have liked to have him. Uh, I think I said I didn't want to go too too much past. Twenty AAV, but shit, it hurts to see all these guys perform the way they're playing, and to and see the Knicks where they are. Right, so in my opinion, if I'm Thibodeau, I, I I give this team, or you know, this is probably more the front office. If anything, if we're still hovering around five hundred, a couple games above or below, by the halfway mark, which is coming up, by the way, I think we're about forty-five percent of the way through the season. If we're still above 500, below 500, um, we're 17 and 20 right now, by the 50% mark, I, I say go back to the drawing board. Um, start emptying the bench. or you know, I'll even give them to the trade deadline, okay? If you're still mediocre as hell on the outside looking in, you know, what are we, 12th right now? By the deadline, go back to the drawing board. Start emptying your bench game after game let all these kids play see what you have see who's a keeper see who's not call it a year and sell it the deadline you know I I, I just I just I want to do something make something out of nothing right if the season looks like it's headed towards where it looks like it's headed towards and it's getting late then make something out of nothing. That's that's my that's my advice for this Nick organization. That's this 26-year-old watching from the couch. That's his advice. So um, that's it. That's my take on this team right now, guys. That's, that's all we have. I'm not going to go further into this. Um, let's head to break. When we get back from break, we'll end it with the NYY NYK question of the day. Be right back. Hey, guys. I hope you're enjoying this episode. But first, I also want to let you know I have another blog. The blog I'm writing for Is on ultimatesportsnetworks.com titled The Bomber Bokker Blog. If you want to go subscribe to this blog, you should do so using my promo code 6A2841ERJC. Using that, you'd get a discount $7.99 a month to get the best Knicks and Yankees opinionated content around. Once again, guys, the Bomber bocker blog on UltimateSportsNetworks.com using promo code Six A Two Eight Four One E R J C Seven Ninety Nine a month. A custom wall tapestry is a surefire way to uplift any room's aesthetics with a personal touch. This 100% polyester wall tapestry comes with hemmed edges for extra durability while its mildew and water resistant properties ensure years worth of decorating bliss. The advanced tapestry printing techniques guarantee crisp detail even for the craziest of designs In any of the multiple size choices. You can select a size of 26 by 36 inches, 51 by 60, 68 by 80, and 88 by 104. These wall tapestries usually ship in seven to ten business days, and the price ranges from 24.99 to 69.99, all dependent on the size you select. The Bomber Bocker Blog wall tapestries come in orange, gray, and black. But most importantly, be sure when purchasing a wall tapestry for the Bomber Bocker Blog that you use promo code 6A2841ERJC 6A2841ERJC Just go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and click on the shop MVP tab searching the bomber bocker blog and there you have it If you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone, and I'm also on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone, Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. All right, so um, let's wrap this up with the NYY-NYK question of the day. Um, And then I'll be that. And then I'll see you uh, after the next Knick game, which I believe is Tuesday. I have to check, though. Excuse me. The road trip is over. The road trip is over. And the Knicks on the road trip went, what, 2-2? Maybe worse. I don't know. I don't even care anymore. (laughs) I'm just so tired of this team. Um, anyways, let's get to it. The NYYNYK question of the day for tonight. 298 Um. brought to you by Anchor. The NYYNYK question of the day for tonight for episode 298. Who wore number 21 on the Knicks before Charlie Ward? And your hint is that he wore it from 1986 to 1982. I'm sorry, 92. All right, so who wore number 21? Who wore number 21 on the Knicks before Charlie Ward? He wore it from 1986 to 1992. Let me know the answer to that on Facebook, Instagram, or uh, you know, in my DMs or in the comment section. And that's all I've got tonight, guys. So thank you for tuning into the podcast. I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and I'll see you next time. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.